Hi, and welcome to today's SME Business Podcast. Your host, Mark, will be joining you to interview a founder of an SME business each week, highlighting lessons learned and revealing insights. Listen and learn each week on how to get and stay ahead. Hi, dear listeners. Thank you for tuning in for the next episode of the SME Business Podcast. Today, we're joined by Colleen Tartow, a PhD from Star Wars Data. She has spent more than 15 years in the data, engineering, and analytics space. She did a PhD on astrophysics with a dissertation on the potential feedback mechanism between the intergalactic medium and dwarf Starburst galaxies. And Starburst Data is a data access and analytics company developing an SQL query engine. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, so to give it a bit of intro to um, uh, people listening to um, you know uh, the, podca- the podcast, um, um, of course, you know I, I know you a bit more already. But um, <laughs> so, can you tell listeners a bit more about yourself and how your journey went? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks, Mark. So I am Colleen Tarto, and I'm a director of engineering here at Starburst Data in Boston. And I I do think I've had a bit of a roundabout journey, but maybe one that's not so uncommon. Uh, I began my career in astrophysics, and I'm very impressed that you got the title of my dissertation. That was that's a first. I'm really impressed by that. Um, I as you said, I was studying the intergalactic medium, which is the space between galaxies. And it's interesting because at first it looks empty, but it turns out that there's a lot of stuff in between galaxies and it comes from the galaxies itself. So the question is, how did all of that stuff get to the intergalactic medium and how does that affect our understanding of the universe? Um, And so I spent several years doing that and I had a lot of fun with it, but ultimately the work itself was focused on taking giant data sets and slicing and dicing the data probably sounds pretty familiar to a lot of people. Um, but you know, spending most of my days locked in front of a computer and doing work that is fairly esoteric. Um, and you know, it's a tough, tough industry to be in academia. So I decided to make that jump from academia into the quote, real world, um, as my parents called it. And I started doing my official career. It, I actually just kind of fell into it, but uh, I started working in big data. And you know, I, I worked in big data for a while and then I started to think about, well, what are people doing with this big data that we're helping them get a handle on? And so that sort of turned into a career in uh, analytics and data science. And that's sort of always been my passion is data and data science. And that's really what I had been doing all along um, anyway, which is kind of funny. And so I started out as a consultant helping enterprise companies build out big data and analytics solutions. And then over the past, five-ish years. I focus more and more on building data and analytics organizations within small and mid-sized companies. And then I came, I sort of pivoted a little bit and came to Starburst Data to help build software for data and analytics organizations inside, inside companies of all sizes. And so, um, you know, at Starburst, we're building some really exciting software that you know, I truly believe will revolutionize the way people think about data and how they get business value from data. So that's sort of where we are today. Yeah, so as I was gonna say, you know, like uh, the astrophysics background are really cool. Um, um, dear listeners, uh, I'm sitting here having massive imposter syndrome now. Just <laughs> FYO. Um, I, I have a daughter that, that, that wants to be an astronaut and has a telescope. Um, 
Um, and I like to think that at one point I will understand dark matter. Um, and um, I, I sometimes pretend uh, I star in Stargate Atlantis and uh, go to Stargate. <laughs> uh, those are just, I guess, fantasies for most of us, I guess. Um, so I'm not going to pretend I, I, I know this kind of thing. Uh, so maybe at one point my, my daughter can teach me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, amazing. Um, I, I'm not gonna like ask you technical questions about astrophysics because I I will not uh, yeah, be able to even tell <laughs> and go in depth. Um, you know, like um, yeah, I, I was good in um, um, chemistry that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Um, but but physics uh, wasn't my strong point. Um, and um, funny enough, economics I, I was better in, but. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Numbers are kind of boring, funny enough. Um, <laughs> it's all data. Yes, in the end, it's all data. And uh, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, we've all been in a situation where um, um, uh, we did more, way too much with Excel than we should have been doing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's great that you know there's more solutions out there that 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 allow people to uh, manipulate and, and analyze their data because that's that's one of the things where. Um, um, you know, the, 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 yeah, yeah, your adventures lies for, for organizations where you, you know, you do more with, with the data that you have, uh, and then that gives you more insights. Um, so yeah, it's good to see. And, and it's good to see as well, um, you know, um, 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 organizations that are not coming from, from, from the standard Silicon Valley of, of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's good to, you know, see support that way. Um, I want to bring up something as well. I know you're a huge diversity and inclusion advocate, and I was wondering mm-hmm. as well, how can small and medium enterprises listening to this podcast um, mm-hmm. do their best to advance that agenda? Oh, that's a great question. And it's actually one that I think about a lot. And I, I give quite a few talks about things like this because there's a lot written about it. And I think companies struggle with where to start. So, To start, I think it's important to understand the difference between diversity and inclusion. Diversity is having people from a variety of different backgrounds, whether that's gender, age, race, education, economic status, et cetera. Um, And inclusion is having an environment where folks from any background can thrive. So you can be diverse, but not have an inclusive environment and vice versa. Right, so the key is to really have both of these things, to have people from a variety of backgrounds and to have an environment where those people can thrive. So they often do go hand in hand, but they are different. So I think that's sort of step one. Um, And then step two is really, how do you become more diverse and how do you have an inclusive inclusive, uh, company? And I, I think part of it is, you know, making the case for it and there the case has basically been made right like you know you could read any one of a bazillion studies out there that um you know diverse and inclusive companies are more innovative there's something like 70 percent more likely to capture new market if you're a more diverse company you can also there's data out there about you know once the number of women in management rises above 20%, the revenue rises by X percent too. You know, it's like very clear that the more diverse you are, especially gender diverse, um, the more successful your company would be. So it, it can be overwhelming though, because you know you can make that business case, but it's like, well, where do you start? So for a smaller business, I would recommend picking a few aspects of both diversity and inclusion and focusing your efforts on those to start. Um, 
you know, I think from a diversity perspective, a key action is to source candidates from a broad range of places. Um, companies, especially small companies, tend to rely solely on referrals and their networks. And it's tempting because, you know, referrals are great. They're people, it's like a known quantity. You know that they're going to work out well and you have that, you know, history with that person. Um, but it's been shown time and again that these are incredibly limited demographically and you end up with a really homogenous workforce. So as tempting as it is to hire referrals, I think you need to step back and limit the number of referrals you're bringing in and also like try to source from more diverse places. And so that means you need to do things like sponsor diversity focused organization, excuse me, organizations or you know, look outside the box for where you're thinking of sourcing from. And then um, on the flip side, from an inclusion standpoint, you know, assuming you have a diverse workforce, you want to make sure that you have an inclusive environment. And that means things, doing things like promoting fairly, making sure that your promotions aren't tied to specific people, but that you have a very clear, clearly articulated uh, career ladder within your organization. Um, providing training across the board, and then making sure that your company policies aren't biased. So um, yeah, I think picking a few specific actions that your company can take and then getting buy-in and actually taking those actions is really important. Yeah, that sounds a good thing. Uh, you know, like uh, depending on the size of the business, it's, it's easy to, um, you know, try to pick mm -hmm. up too much and try to yeah. do too much and then you end up not doing it well at all. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's good to pick pick a few things and then, then improve from there. Yep. Uh, and then when you, you bring new talent in, um, you know, those can be like, if you will, the champions um, to, to help you, you know, go further with that agenda. And like you said, um, is in the end, is good for business because um, um, yeah, um, if we have different opinions and, and such, um, it's only good because you don't want to have a situation where, you know, you have a meetings and everybody just, you know, so say yes. And, you know, you end up potentially, you know, going along with something that is not relevant anymore because you don't have the right voices in your team. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, can you tell me a bit more about uh, Starburst Data and how it started? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been at Starburst almost a year now, which is very exciting. Um, it's based here in Boston. We also have an office in Warsaw, Poland, and we have an office. I think we're going to have an office in California, um, but we are obviously everywhere. <laughs> and we're a data platform company focused on really shortening the distance between data at its source and the business value for our customers and allowing them to do analytics anywhere. Um, our flagship product, Starburst Enterprise, is based on the open source project Trino that was created by folks who work here at Starburst. Uh, Trino was created at Facebook about 10 years ago. It was originally called Presto. And it was created in order to solve the data and scalability challenges that companies like Facebook see a lot. Um, and that's things like the fact that you have to move the data away from the source in order to do analysis on it. And that inherently introduces a lot of comp complexity and complications. And so, you know, Facebook, they were like, hey, let's not move the data in order to do analytics on it. And so uh, they created this product now called Trino. It's gained viral adoption. 
Um, and then Starburst Enterprise was created as the enterprise version of the open source project. It was first launched in 2018. And, uh, you know, with the ubiquity of cloud and Kubernetes, we can really run virtually any environment. We can run on-premises, we can run in a data center, but we can also run on any cloud environment. And so the idea is that you connect directly to your data at the source and you can just use SQL to talk to your data, which is, you know, the lingua franca of data. And so everybody knows SQL. And uh, now we're breaking into the managed services side of things by offering Starburst Galaxy, which is essentially Starburst enterprise as a service and then some. And so we host the infrastructure. And uh, that's actually what my team is working hard on delivering. And we're in an early access phase now, and we're seeing really great feedback from our beta customers. So we're very excited about that. Yes, yes, and I, I was gonna say, you know, like I, I've read about announcements, um, so you, you, like you, I already like <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, um, you know, it, it's such a big yeah. thing, um, and I can see, you know, like uh, especially you know the managed bit of it makes it easier for for customers that that might not have uh, the technical bandwidth to manage such a thing themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, the, the, yeah, and then the data, you know, uh, the data that's being collected by organizations is getting bigger and bigger. Um, well, if you go to like very large organizations, they're collecting terabytes of data per, per day. Yeah. Um, and it becomes so harder, harder, you know, uh, to analyze because there's no such thing anymore. Where, you know, back in the day, maybe you're connecting customer records and you'd be like, okay, you know, these are all the invoices for this customer. And now you have so many dimensions, if you will, of data. Where you can be like, hey, you know what? Uh, I can not only like see the invoices, but I can be like, hey, you know, this customer is always ordering parts that are, I don't know, if you're talking about steel, like uh, over like 60 centimeters long or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and more people are doing that. So maybe is that, uh, uh, you know, something of a decision point for us to say, hey, we need to start producing longer widgets. Um, <laughs> Because you know that that's that's the advantage of data, and you know you can see trends from that, um, and then um, yeah, it can help you know um, companies yeah. make more money, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I think there's also um, you know there's there's sort of the older generation, the legacy data that you you might have, and like larger enterprises often have that legacy data as well as new data and the idea is that you want to both analyze the legacy data and analyze the new data and you know as both of these things might change over time and then also combine them and you might have data in a data center and then you might have data from some cloud-based services that you offer and so the idea is you know Gartner calls this x analytics you know the cross-section of that old data and the new data and really bringing it all together and if you have to build a pipeline for each data set that you want to bring in, you know, you can't just say, well, it's a 15 second SQL query. It might be, you know, a month plus 15 seconds because you're trying to actually build a pipeline and then run the SQL query, right? So the idea is that if you don't need to build a pipeline, you can just get to the data at the source with SQL, then it doesn't matter where your data lives and you can connect to data anywhere. And so that's really what Starburst is all about, is that analytics anywhere. Yes. Um, so like, um, um, if that's not already a company, you know, sub-slogan, then I would suggest to put that. Uh, <laughs> that actually everywhere. is our slogan. Yeah, yeah analytics yeah. anywhere is I our mean, tagline. I mean, like, you know, like you could almost like, you know, um, 
advertisements, you know, and then like do uh, car apps or something. Yeah. You know, like an <laughs> iOS, you know, CarPlay ready one, um, you know, for field yeah. sales managers <laughs> and be like, here's your dashboard. Um, yep. These are the customers you, you know, uh, you need to talk to, um, <laughs> or you need to ask these questions. Um, that's a, that's an interesting thing that for me personally, like um, sentiment analysis and such, where you you could be like, hey, um, can we look at the data and then figure out, you know, what the customers' requirements currently are. Um, um, yeah. And I think that that's going to be interesting, you know, uh, with, 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 you know, more AI and such, um, and then mm -hmm. more data. Uh, I just, it's, it's a good thing you mentioned with the data as well. I just think about, you know, like back in the day, you know, like um, every, every organization pretty much was building on a Hadoop data lake. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, we were collecting a lot of data and then they were like, okay, but yeah, now, now we actually need to do something with it. Uh, so it's good to, you know, know, um, that, that that Starburst in that sense can can help with that with, with legacy data um, oh, yeah. because I know plenty of organizations that will have a, a, a data lake somewhere and they collected tons and tons of data um, but nobody's willing to admit that they haven't um, you know been able to create yeah. use cases on top of it um, so I think that that's going to be interesting as well and, um, and I think yeah. Um, in the medical space as well, um, it's going to be interesting, like things like homomorphic encryption or whatever, without getting too technical, uh, where we can anonymize, um, you know, data, so we can do data set analysis over much larger data sets, um, you know, to figure out, like, for instance, like new symptoms and such, and be proactively being able to warn people and be like, hey. Um, you're coming to this hospital, you live in this region, uh, you have these uh, kind of um, you know, symptoms. Um, so this is probably something you need to check with your GP um, or your MD, depending on which country you live mm -hmm. in. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be interesting, yeah. you know, like, uh, but yeah, it, you know, privacy and such, um, it, it has to be, you know, top of mind because um, there is a, uh, you know, a thin line between, um, you know, getting their functionality in and, and people, you know, feeling intruded on that kind of thing yeah uh, but that's yeah. going to be interesting i think you know in that space where um, i think um over time you know it will surface like early indicator symptoms uh, mm -hmm. for illnesses to where maybe right now we are not um you know diagnosing the illness until a much later stage uh, i think that that's going to be the exciting bit um, yeah yeah um, and then we'll be like, hey, you know what? Uh, all these people, for instance, have this this specific illness. But we all discovered that they, for instance, have a specific marker in their blood. Um, because we saw it in one person, then we, we checked the other people. And yeah, they have the same marker, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So we can be like, hey, proactively, hey, you need to go to a, a GP or an MD. Um, uh, take get a blood sample taken because you know if we do it now then we can still do something with it um, so that that's my hope so uh, maybe yeah. one day um, uh, any <laughs> and any startup working in that space just call me I'll happily <laughs> yeah free advice um, but yeah it's interesting um, um, yeah, so yeah it's... and I have a you know some some questions that I I, I always ask yeah of course uh, um, so yeah secretly i hope that the government officials around the world start listening to this podcast if they don't already do that and if you're not then why are you not doing this um i'm dutch and you know i, I just say how it is um 
so one of the things is that this question is like um what could governments around the world do better to help small businesses grow oof yeah i mean i'm no economist <laughs> but uh you know having spent time as an employee in companies of all sizes of all over the world i will say that you know especially in the us it does seem that like government needs to close the gap between the uh the lip service that they give small medium-sized businesses and the actual like tax breaks that go along with that right like especially in the us there's this huge dichotomy in the political machine between what's promised on the campaign trail and what's delivered by legislation so i do think that at least here in the us there needs to be more representation within the government itself for the specific challenges that small business owners face because small businesses obviously lift economies up and uh in parallel you know you can't say you support small business but then give huge tax breaks to you know giant corporations right you need to um you need to be able to support both of these things in any modern uh, uh, economy uh, you know i'm willing to go on record and say amazon you know i'll, I'll do that for you. <laughs> um, and jeff bezos if you don't like me that's fine um i was gonna say walmart but sure <laughs> yeah a walmart yeah yeah, yeah. Know, like um yeah anyway just in general like yeah. large corporations yeah um, but i do think um, anybody that's on a list of top richest people you know they should probably not be getting huge tax breaks in the same way but um but that said you know i also think that as you think of you know how do we make small businesses grow like how does a government determine what's a small business right like when the us you know we had all these applications for small business loans when the pandemic hit and they had the first relief act it's like okay well functionally how do you give checks to the right people and that's all data you know and it's like make sure that you have a data solution where you can like pivot and be like okay give me a list of the small businesses how do we determine small business great here they are should walmart be on that list no <laughs> is it yes you know and so making sure that you have accurate data i think is actually something to concrete action governments could take to make sure that they've got the right data about different businesses yes yeah it's, it's, it, 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 you know it's like it's one of those things where i always like remark it as well it's like um you know the, the fortune 100 um a lot of those or those companies um, don't end up in existing in, in 20 30 40 years um they disappear um and i think yeah. i wasn't even i'm talking about amazon again um <laughs> i think even jeff bezos in his like last letter to uh, stockholders i think was it he said that uh yeah um they should uh, um basically kind of like bet on <laughs> amazon not existing at one point anymore because he says uh, companies rise and die um so so my point is in general is this as well it's in the government's best interest as well to to help support small businesses because mm -hmm. in those small businesses there will be the new large corporations in there that they need for 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 for, for the future 100 yeah. and, uh, and the new york um, i forgot nasdaq and and such um mm -hmm. because you know uh, the companies rise and then then they they, they die off because you know um, you know back in the day you know nobody you know said that blockbuster would go away and yet you know there's no more blockbuster yeah um, um i i remember you know like um you know back in the day um i, I remember people saying like you know why would people want to be on the internet <laughs> 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 um 
Um, to be fair, it wasn't really called internet, but I, I just remember like um, like paying for dial-up and working in the supermarket to pay for my dial-up cost. Um, I, I remember like having a homepage and literally it was called out on the homepage of the web um, of the internet provider because our Litchi was one of 12 people that had a website. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is like, you know, if you think about it now, it's like, it's so crazy, you know, like um, um, yeah. the Netherlands, you had this thing, um, which is like, um, I think you had something similar, but it's called Start Pagina, which is like Start Page, roughly speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so you basically had a Start Page for like different subjects. So you had like Start Page for, I don't know, um, nurseries or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in the day, basically, it's so funny enough. You, if you say now, you like people will laugh at you. You go like, you, for instance, like there were so little websites that basically all the nurseries in the whole country in Netherlands, for instance, fitted on one single page, which is now like <laughs> yeah. really crazy if you think about it. Why right? you go like really, you know, like um, so in a way, like you know, the whole SEO <laughs> didn't have to be there because you basically you were like, you know, there's no other about people doing it. So yeah. basically, I'm on page one. Uh, it's just well, crazy funny. if you'd like explain yeah. it to people now, like, you know, like how they work back in the day. Um, so yeah, Yahoo, I think it's similar, <laughs> similar, similar, had something similar yeah. with Yahoo or? Yeah, I think it was. Cheap? I feel like I remember it having like different categories. Like yes, you yes. Click on sports yeah. and then you would see so all the And then if you and... just had a website that fitted the category, guess what? You're listed and people would find you. Um, uh, and now it's like you know like paying for listing and then potentially not even getting to page one Uh, it's like yeah it's crazy Um, um, but yeah the the things change um, I have you know like things go so fast that um, I have no clue where let's say we we even are in like something like 2030 Um, oh yeah it's moved so fast um personally you know like a space background you know personally i can't wait you know till we put a and a rocket on mars <laughs> um as in with yeah. astronauts and then come back um safely yeah. um well, we, we just but, had a helicopter fly on mars today yes yes i know which is uh, which is cool as well and then um it was running linux um which is <laughs> yes, quite funny was. like there's a, there's a nerd joke in there uh where um you know like i, I think you know this one as well um I'm sorry, uh, podcast listeners, but uh, you know, like there's this recurring joke of Linux on the desktop, um, where you know, like this year is going to be the year that Linux breaks through on the desktop. Um, <laughs> so then there's a lot of like Linux people, and to be fair, I was one of those hardcore people as well. Um, yeah. Um, I was like, um, <laughs> they were like, okay, well, my, maybe we're not running on the desktop everywhere, but we're flying a, heli- a helicopter on Mars. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm giving you this one. Ah, that's a good one. Yes. I will yeah. I will counter that. I'm, I just made this up, but this is my new joke. Yes. It, it's running Linux on Mars. It would have flown yesterday, but we had to update some drivers. <laughs> that That's if it's running Windows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Download some DLLs. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, yeah. But it's, it's amazing what they do. You know, like I, I have some like uh, arm boards myself. And then what you can do, you know, it's amazing what you can do with the FPGA, where it's like a small development board, and like I literally don't know 75% of what it can do. <laughs> and then you you realize that like you know this little board that you have is like like 100, 200 times more powerful than what they used to land on you know the moon before. 
Mm-hmm. Which is like yeah. baffling, where you know, I, I, I sometimes like you know, you see kids and walking around like you know, twelve year olds or something with a phone. And you go like, you know, that phone that you're using for, for like Instagram or whatever. Um, yeah, that that phone is like like hundred times more powerful um, than you know than showing YouTube video. Then there's rockets that, that that what they used to land on the moon. And guess what? You know, I I, 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 I there's a famous picture about. Uh, um, I've got um, now. I have to. You know the woman that that wrote the codes on the, um, you know, like the oh, track Margaret defeat Hamilton. paper. Yes, with Margaret the track Hamilton. defeat. Yes, yes. Um, and then you like you know like you know you see kids looking at it like wow what paper and then <laughs> this is the funniest one I saw and this is like a recurring mem. Um, somebody went like oh yeah you printed the safe icon and they like showed you like a, a disc a diskette. Oh god, yeah. And then you're like, you're like, no, no, that's how you actually worked. <sighs> um, and I, I remember, you know, like I, I had a neighbor that um, I used to work with, like a PDP-11. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and then he had like, uh, you know, like the, 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 you know, the reels. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, uh, I was like, and then you go like, well, I, I feel old now. Uh, but the good part is, like, this. Uh, my point was like, there's so much cool stuff coming out still. Oh, totally. um so yeah uh, uh, going back <laughs> going <laughs> off the rails already um if a budding entrepreneur would ask you for one piece of advice what would it be uh, um <clears throat> i think i would say they should focus on creating an inclusive culture and hiring a diverse workforce from the start and the reason i say that is because i see so many young startups with really you know you know lack they they lack diversity it's just a homogenous staff and it's easy to ignore things like this early on because you're focusing 100 percent on the bottom line and getting a new product off the ground finding product market fit etc but early efforts in this area have a huge and lasting impact and i think it can affect the future growth of your business i mean like i was saying earlier it's been shown time and again that companies with more diverse staff and more inclusive culture perform better and innovate more and that's regardless of the company size and the company stage and this is an edge that you can benefit from and it's easy to embrace and yet Time and again, I see early stage companies ignoring it. And then they accrue what I've seen called um, diversity debt. And they have to try to tackle it later. And it's harder to do later. And if you start with a diverse workforce and an inclusive culture, and you start thinking about these things early on, I think you can really get ahead in a way that a lot of companies don't seem to realize. So. I'm talking to an early entrepreneur that's what I would that's what I the advice I would give them yeah and a good call uh, yeah because just like technical debt um, um, or security debt <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's just one of those things where you know it's hard to correct because yeah um, you get these things where you know um, you know you see it now with like you know facial recognition systems and whatever where mm-hmm. yep. it, it ends up being biased because the data set they use to train with yeah, it is not yeah. you know, representative, and then you you end yeah. up with these kind of problems. Um, and then a bit of a, like a fun question to 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 end the, this recording is: um, if you had a magic wand, what would you want to make happen? <laughs> um, 
So this is, is a really tough question, but I like a challenge. Um, I, I do have a question. Am I limited in how many times I can use the wand? Uh, no, and no. So, can so you I can... undo things that I've done with it? Like, what are the, what no, are the parameters? So, 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 so the, the parameters <laughs> or the guardrails? <laughs> I need, I need the rules. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I should write like a fuck uh, FAQ for this. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so, so you can do one thing multiple times, or you can just do one thing one time, and you can't undo okay. things. So, okay. uh, it gave you an idea. What <laughs> a guest have said. I want a COVID vaccine for everyone in the world. Yeah. Of course, okay. that's that, where it ends, and like yes. I can stop talking because it's like you know, perfect guest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm going to seal that one. Yes, I would like a yes. COVID vaccine and with zero side effects and instantly available and instantly effective and no boosters required. Yes, that yes. is one thing I'd like. So I'm going to put my own parameters on that. But yeah, yes. I mean, obviously, I'd also do things like end systemic racism and get rid of the thought that people have in their heads that a person's worth is somehow tied to the way they look or the color of their skin because that is just frankly stupid on a galactic scale so yes. you know yes. there's one thing i think i could just like wave my magic wand and do and i also do things like cure childhood illness and malaria and covid and and, and then I, of course i'd like yeah. yeah and hunger and i'd like you know buy myself a maserati and make sure yes. that my kids' college funds are full and pay off my mortgage. Yes. So, um, you know, and I'd also, <laughs> you know, so I feel like there's like the little tangible things in my, you know, fix the leaky yeah. faucet. And then there's like fixed systemic racism and there's probably yes. a whole spectrum in between. But yeah, those are the things that come to mind there. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, there's so much stuff, you know, like uh, for instance, yeah. one of the things like, I, 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 I would like to be in position that uh, hey, I can retire, but actually also build skills with like, okay, that's kind of like a, okay, that's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I just yeah. want to like go to, you know, like uh, third world countries and like literally build schools. Um, yeah, you know, and, totally. And then, uh, one of the things I thought about the like tech stuff was like, you know, coming with like, um, um, almost like, um, I don't know, like solar powered, like stations, like mini, mm -hmm library yeah. slash education yeah facilities yeah. if you will uh, yep. but that, that they need to be rugged of course that kind of thing um, mm -hmm. um again if somebody wants to do that kind of startup do call me um <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah it's like it's one of those things where um yeah this kind of uh, my my general point and this is the good thing about COVID is that you know remote is more normal now there's so many people yeah. out there that that are, are absolutely brilliant but because they or were born in the wrong location, um, you know, they, they might not even get to a point that, that somebody will listen to them, um, which is, you know, the, the sad bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's my hope uh, that that changes because I know there's going to be lots of people, um, just for instance, like, you know, like, uh, you know, a bad broadband where, because they have, I bet the internet connection, it means that, for instance, mm -hmm. they are not in position to, I don't know, like do something simple as, as you know, running webinars mm -hmm. because their local infrastructure would not even be able to do that. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about, you know, consistent power. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like you, you and I can yeah. be like, hey, you know what? Um, even if it occurs, we can be like, hey, well, let's get a generator and, and you know, like I can run the laptop of my generator if necessary. Um, well, you know, there's other countries where it'd be like, hey, if we have power, you know, 
uh, two days a week where we're already lucky that kind of thing um, yeah. so yeah removing those barriers that that, that would be great um, but there's, there's there's so much to do because let's be honest now yeah. with, with vaccines you know um, um, there's a lot of um, developing and third world countries that 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 don't have vaccines yet because yeah. you know, the richer countries like the UK <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are, 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 you know are, are now buying up all the vaccines uh, yeah. but the problem is is that those other countries also need the vaccines because otherwise they become even more dependent on, on the richer yeah. countries well and they don't have the distribution mechanisms yes. in the same way and so that's yeah. that's cool so I will say now you feel you, you're making me feel bad about wanting a Mar- Maserati with my no, no 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 I, I, I <laughs> can as well. I still get my uh, Maserati yes yes no, but uh, you're, yeah, yeah. you're right I, I still want a Aston Martin but uh, I don't know oh, if okay. I'm going to get one uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see we have to hope um, uh, I would say uh, I'd like to thank you for your time. <laughs> of um, course, it, it was a pleasure. Uh, uh, hopefully for you as well. Um, Absolutely, yeah. For for the listeners at home, um, wherever you are, may that be in a submarine, um, in a space station. If it is, then do <laughs> let me know. Uh, like a shout out for my daughter. Um, surfboard, uh, Bali on the beach, maybe in case you know some people are allowed to travel already. Um, and then um, I will see you all next time. And um, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. And I look forward to having you tune in again next episode. See you next time.